Hank Harrison was in over his head. He thought he'd been tracking a supered serial killer, a guy the papers were calling Dark Shield because he carried a weird black shield when he killed. That's a little uh, flavor text for you. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the War for the Tower. I'm Jeff, and we have a new player this week. This is Seth. Uh, Seth, why don't you tell him who you are, what you do, you know, a little... What's going on with Seth? Well, hello. I'm Seth, uh, Seth Triberry. I uh, do a lot of things, really. Uh, mostly, I'm a stay-at-home dad, but I uh, DM uh, quite a bit. Uh, I have a game on Tuesdays and Thursdays. and um, Now, uh, I'm very happy to be joining uh, the War, uh, War for the Tower. Um... Yeah, uh, playing Hank Harrison, a suave detective. I am so excited. Y'all, I, I need to tell you before we go any further that I've had many dungeon masters over the years and uh, simply head and shoulders above the rest, my man, Seth Triberry, champion. Oh, shucks. <laughs> God, I, if it wasn't like boring to tell people about all your cool D&D adventures, I would just wax rhapsodic on uh, uh, Seth's. Uh, Seth has done, what's that one called? The, the Waterdeep one? Yeah, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. That was a fun, fun yeah. game. We, we raced a carriage down the street, crossbow bolts coming at us. I hit a sign with my thorn whip. We went in a big... Uh, 180 or whatever around a monster it was pretty exciting <laughs> yeah you tokyo drifted that thing it was great yes yes oh man so many great memories but anyway um i think it'll come through on the mic people will hear your uh thoughtful approach to role playing and your your human insights and your your uh bon mos your your quick wit <sighs> It'll be great. <laughs> uh, here's hoping. Uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, no pressure, bro. <laughs> so on War for the Tower, we use this role-playing game system created by Kevin Cole called Space Kings. It is super fun. It's uh, really easy to just start and get going. Um, and if you're new to the show, we haven't uh, gone over it in a little while so why don't we just go top to bottom of the character sheet um, before we start Seth what's your impression of this sheet and how it's laid out and stuff uh, you know it seems to me uh, that you could give somebody the character sheet and that would be enough to go off of um, for the most part just the the character sheet and a deck of cards uh is enough to communicate the basic concept of the game. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd need a quick, like, tutorial on flips, I think. Um, yeah. And and pretty much, yeah, you're going from there. It's, a, it's an improv-heavy game, but it's also got enough uh, dynamic, dy dynamism <laughs> to its rules that there's high highs and low lows. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, like uh, I, I think the attributes are really well done. Um, uh, in comparison to other RPG systems I've seen, um, there is a lot of customization that can be done with the uh, with the dots um, mm. that also keep the the system simple, um, which other RPGs kind of struggle to do because um, you want yes. a, a, ro- a robust uh, customization, uh, but you also don't want it to be too complicated. And I think they've really pulled that off here. Yes. Yeah. If you listen to Pretend Friends, which is where they use Space Kings other than this show and maybe more now at this point, I'm not sure. Um, but they the characters will be very strong and very dumb or like super charming, but kind of clumsy. Like there's a lot of, you know, the min maxers really feel it in this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a tendency <laughs> to min max when I make characters myself and I was, I was struggling. Uh, I eventually just settled on an all rounder. Um, cause I, I myself like to can, uh, the IRL Seth, uh, I like to consider myself kind of a, a jack of all trades. So that's what I default to when I can't specialize or bring myself to specialize too heavily. <laughs> Hell yes. So in the course of the show, I think I've found that the people who are more, uh, what's the, like you were saying, jack of all trades who are more flexible, they seem to be more skill based in their action or whatever. And they also can survive a fight. Um, Whereas some of our characters are so weak that they could be killed by a gunshot and just be down. Oh no. So it really, because it's a Stephen King story, like it really gets that, that mortal danger is a big component, which, which I enjoy thoroughly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, like, uh, Hank Harrison here has, uh, two points in the brawn attribute, uh, which gives me a total of six health points, which means I'm injured (laughs) at four and unconscious at two. So I don't know what kind of damage, uh, my enemies are going to be doing, but I am extremely motivated to not get shot. Hell yeah. So I think of you as like a noir type of detective. They can take a few punches, but they also become unconscious, get captured by the enemy, you know? Oh yeah. Like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would much rather uh, talk my way out or try to like, <laughs> you know, be slick about it. But, uh, Hell yeah. So let's go from the uh, bo- top right down to the bottom, and then we'll cut over to inventory, and then you can describe your appearance, your race, like whatever, whatever, whatever you might draw in there in the appearance box. Okay. So tell us your character's name. I am playing Hank Harrison. And the player is Seth Triberry. Uh, concept. What is the concept for your character? I want a suave detective. I decided to just go with adjective noun. Uh, it seemed like the best course of action. <laughs> I love it. And uh, your attributes, where do you stick those seven dots? Uh, well, I've got uh, two brawn, two intelligence, three charm, two agility, two wit, 
and two presents. Okay, good. So you'll be able to do a little bit of everything. So that made your health six. So as you said, you'll be injured at four. I'll explain what that means in a little bit. And then you're unconscious at two. Uh, initiative. That's um, in this game, you don't have to roll initiative. You just, whoever's faster goes. Um, so it's presence plus agility. So is that four for you? Yep. I've got a total of four. Okay, cool. Dodge. Now dodge, uh, again, I'll explain this more later, but dodge, you can soak damage basically. Uh, it's like you just avoid the gunshot or whatever. So that's agility plus wit minus two. Yeah. So uh, that gives me a total of two. <laughs> two. Awesome. And drive. This is a, a thing where every round, every session, you can spend up to this amount as extra cards that you add to a flip. And um, basically what it stands for, is is your grit your ability to like keep going and and uh, you know get back in the fight <laughs> so what is your drive uh my drive is uh let's see that's intelligence plus presence uh which gives me a total of four uh actually it's wit plus presence on this sheet did oh did yep wit pr it? plus presence yep i uh i got the uh, the symbols mixed up there. Okay, cool. So, but it's still four, right? Yep, still four. Okay, and then crit. This is basically if you uh, get a critical, if you uh, pull a queen of hearts in the run of play, and so you get the one success for the queen just being a success, and then you get extra points added to that roll, uh, which is your charm stat. Yeah, and uh, here I, I was a bit confused, but I have it down as four. Four, yes, yes, it's the one plus charm of three. So moving on down to skills, you get uh, your intelligence plus two practices, and then two masteries. Practices give you two dots, masteries gives you four. Okay. So, uh, for my practices, I chose empathy, firearms, persuasion, and telekinesis. Cool. So, he's kind of like a, a gunslinging cool guy who can talk to people. Pew, pew. How you doing? Cool. And that telekinesis, is it, you had mentioned wanting to be a little like Gambit. Is it? Is it? Are you going to be throwing objects around, or are you going to be more like versatile, like a uh, Jean Grey? Um, I was thinking like I, I, and I, I wasn't sold on this one, but I, I think yeah, I'm going to switch more toward the Jean Grey type of thing, where I can just move stuff around with my mind. Hell yeah! So, hell yeah! And then uh, for my two masteries, I chose Investigation and Spacewise. Uh, okay, nice. Um, so because this is uh, my little tweak, we're going to call that Plane-wise. Ah. Uh, because we're on different planes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So you have four. So you can work with criminals. You can get the straight dope. You can mm-hmm. drag things out of people. That's exciting. I, I know things about stuff, and I know a guy. <laughs> okay, next, uh, let's go to ultimate. So this we're going to have to kind of work together to, to come up with some. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, if you had any attribute with four dots, that might be where we start. You don't. So we move on to masteries. Your two masteries, we can uh, make... Uh, an ultimate atom, a thing that happens like once a session or is a is always on that kind of thing. Mm, so yeah. So for investigation, um, what is something really cool that only your guy could do? Uh, let's see. I had this one thing um, in the what I call it in the the rule book. They have a. a uh, series of example ultimates, and I chose one that was up here somewhere. Sorry, I'm trying to find the right page. Um, so I have sleuthing as one of them. Um, so if I know a character's name, I can flip an additional card for all investigation and combat flips against that person. And then for uh, plane-wise, uh, I have otherworldly. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My crit increases by one. Oh, so that means I get seven in crit. Holy shit. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and when I deal... Oops, nope, that's the wrong one. Uh, once per session... I can use my plain wise skill in place of an empathy, lying, or persuasion roll. I'm sorry, I got quiet. I was trying to think, work out in my head, like what that would look like. So, mm. because you're so different, you can vibe with people better. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I love it. I like to think that it's he's got like this uh, uh, animal magnetism almost. Like, yes, I'm from a different place. That makes me interesting. Hell yeah. What's that one called? Otherworldly. Otherworldly. Okay. And if at any point during this we think of a funnier name for it in context of your character, we'll, we'll take note. Maybe we'll change that for, for uh, our session or whatever. Hell yeah. The ultimates are a great place to for the player and the the what do you call them? What's what am I the judge? What am I in this game? <laughs> the ringmaster. Uh, it's a good place to work with your 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 boss <laughs> and figure something out. Uh, let's see. Going to inventory. So useful items are like uh, magic or a, a, a tech thing. Um, what other types of things are they? Magic things and tech things. You know. Useful stuff. Did you have any ideas for that? Um, well, when we were uh, talking back and forth in the, in the chat, you mentioned uh, me having a kind of like AI hacking device. Mm, um, yes. 
I think I'd, I'd like to have one of those as well as a, a lock pick set. Um, cause that seems like something a, a good gumshoe should have. Okay. So now we have to, we have to work out, uh, the look of this thing do you want a a cybertron future version of a like an fbi lock cracking type gun or do you want the thing where you pull out like little picks yeah see i don't know that uh (laughs) i i I think like the ai hacking device should probably because i you mentioned that and i immediately thought of the doctor's sonic screwdriver yes like okay. it's a a do it all kind of tool. Cool. And so the lock picks are for like manual. Yeah. Getting, getting dirty. Maybe you have a stethoscope. <laughs> so so yeah. Put oh those yeah. Things, put those things on, and then we'll have uh, two more slots for stuff. Maybe you collect along the way. Okay. And then your non-useful items are just the kind of stuff you would expect your character to have, like, um. But not necessarily like like you wouldn't put your gun here probably, unless no. it was really shitty and you never use it like <laughs> or like you know it's over the mantle. It was your dead partner's gun, you know that kind of shit. Yeah, I've I've got my dad's old revolver, his old police service revolver, but the the uh, barrels plugged. Oh, nice. So Love it's it. mostly there just to scare people. Okay, cool. Anything else that that tells of your regular life stuff that's meaningful to you in some way uh yeah i've got some uh some alligator skin shoes that uh i'm quite fond of and uh my my trusty brown trench coat perfect trusty brown trench coat Okay, uh, so hero points are things you'll collect along the way. So we'll move on to appearance. Uh, what's what's your guy's vibe? Is he human? Uh, yeah, I'm human. Uh, I come from Earth 7642, which is uh, the Marvel DC crossover universe. Um, so, you know, I'm working alongside Batman and the X-Men and Superman's flying over and getting to fights with the Hulk, you know, <laughs> all that's, that's all that good stuff. My apartment's been destroyed five separate times. Uh, incidentally, but nonetheless, uh, so in, you have a brown trench coat. <laughs> yep. And, uh, I'm average height. I'd, I'd say like, uh, Maybe a little shorter, like five, six, five, seven ish. Because like everybody's tall in the comic books, so I figure that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got to stand out. Yeah, you want to be a little shorter, um, just to like you stand out by blending in. That's right. That's right. And uh, he's got this uh, this haggard, like it's less a, a five o'clock shadow. Uh, and more like a, a 7 a.m. the next day shadow. Mm. So he's got the the John Constantine stubble going on. He's got kind of kind of poop brown hair <laughs> and poop brown eyes. 
and uh, yeah, he's he's got uh, like a, a darker, tawny Caucasian look to him. Gotcha. And the last thing on the character sheet is all the way up in the top right. There's a box and it says anti Joker. I saw that. So once a session, one of the players gets to use this where they basically get to take a Joker, which is usually a bad thing, and just make it go away. So (laughs) because podcasts, we end up calling it the anti-boner, but it works the same way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, uh, because you're all alone, I'm just going to give it to you so you just know that you have it today. Um, and you can use it or not just however whatever's more interesting or funnier Uh, and then hero points are at the end of the game the 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 ringmaster might like get bestow some on you or your fellow players generally is is how it's done on pretend friends your your fellow players go i liked a thing you did or like a role-playing moment you had here's a hero point and everybody gets one and they get to share it with another person and then the anti-boner everybody votes on who gets it (laughs) the next time i love it all right so i think that's everything do you have any other rules questions or should we get into an adventure you know what i just plan to do stuff until you tell me i can't (laughs) all right L.A. had its share of superhumans, but lately they were busy with higher-profile stuff, fighting strange enemy aliens called the Unag. They were kidnapping hundreds of people at a time, and they used energy weapons. Definitely too tough for Hank. Hank Harrison, what's up? Well, I'm just hanging out in my private detective's office. Worrying about rent. It's coming due. Looking for my next big case. Something something easy, I hope, that I could cash in. Maybe a philandering husband or uh, oh, an insurance adjustment. That'd be nice. <laughs> something I could just go in, take a couple pictures, walk out with some clean, well-earned cash. You're sitting in your office, and the little screen next to your phone starts buzzing and lighting up, and it shows you the icon you've given your contact within the force, um, and some uh, some dirty cops have been being killed. So she was she was uh, she's been asking for a while for you to get involved, and so you're not in a hurry to answer the phone. (sighs) Well, I know if I want to stay in good with the department, I gotta, gotta take it. So yeah, I take my finger and, uh, flip up. She shows up on the screen. McEnany. What do you want, sweetheart? So this is a tough as nails lady. Uh, hair pulled back you know uh, real severe she's sitting at the cop desk and she's giving you this look like like she means business 
And she says, Hank, I know you didn't want to help, but I need you. Some things are going down over here, and and I can't trust these guys. And she looks off to her left and to her right, and she gives somebody, like, the dirty eyeball. Well, listen, you caught me on a good day. I just happen to be feeling a bit generous. And, you know, you... You, you, you got a piece of my heart there, sweetie. So, you know my rates. Make sure that the check comes from the department. All right, you got your deposit. Listen, um, I'm going to come to you. So, uh, and you see her, like, stand up and put on her coat, and she heads walking, and you see, like, around her is is whatever she's walking through. So, like, cubicles and cops, paperwork, um goes past a lady with a baby and out the door and then into uh, a transportation pod and she steps in and the walls around her and it sends her up like a turbo lift and then zaps through this weird gate and then appears on the other side. And uh, so that's how you get across town on foot. And then this pod goes, and it appears, and you see out in the square outside your house, there's one of these pod areas, and there's people going in and out of the thing, like, constantly, and then you see her come out, and she uh, waves up at you. All right, well, I I wave her on up, and I put uh, put a pot of coffee on. All right. I... Put on the, uh, the the masking field over my smoke detector because my landlord doesn't want me to smoke inside the apartment. But yeah, what she doesn't know oh, won't kill her. That's right. You're a throwback. I get the the real paper cigarettes too, with the actual real tobacco. <laughs> they may cost a little extra, but you know, good things are worth the price. Hell yeah! Uh, so, is your door locked or unlocked? Uh, I unlock it. She knows she doesn't have to knock. Uh, she just, she can just come on in. She's a client anyway, so, you know. All right, she strolls in. Her her blazer is pulled up to the elbows, and she looks, like, charged and ready to go. Her hair is down around her shoulders. She just walks over to your desk and opens up your drawer and pulls out the whiskey and starts pouring it. <laughs> she says, Hank... How long have we known each other? Uh, It must have been at least seven years. Why? In all that time, I've never asked you to get your hands dirty. Yeah, to my detriment, I'm afraid. This time, I got nowhere else to turn. This guy, Darkshield, you know how he got that name? Well, the papers are saying it's because he leaves a, a, a shield. At, uh, uh, with the bodies. It's not quite right. That's the thing we leaked to the press to weed out the wackos. Uh. The truth is, he's got a magic shield, and it was stolen from lockup. What, like Captain America? I mean, it's not Captain America's shield, I don't think. It's shaped differently. Uh. Listen, it's bad. Okay, like this, this guy didn't come, uh, this guy came out of nowhere with this shield. And so 
it fell to internal affairs. That's why I have it. I can't trust any of these clowns. And Blade Knight, who got arrested, might walk if we don't have his shield because it was a murder weapon. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Uh, where should I start? The phone rings. Seth, are you still there? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm just listening. <laughs> she looks down at it like horror stricken. Uh-huh. She looks back up at you, and and she shakily pours herself another shot. Phone still ringing. I look at her and kind of like give her the 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 move along nod. Like, would you mind? She kind of gets between you and the phone, and that doesn't matter in this time. You could voice activate it on, but she kind of steps in between you and it, and she says, you can't answer that. Well, just let it go to machine? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's my, my office, my house. Fred Massey's dead. So you know Fred Massey. He's a terrible piece of shit, and he might have slept with river at one point or another oh well couldn't happen to a nicer guy um is his ghost keeping me from answering the phone oh i like that you're doing comedy fred we were we had a thing and the things he's accused of are horrible and Of course, I'm implicated. (sighs) Look, man, I need your help. Okay. All right, I'll help you. He's in a factory, and and we got to get there before they do. All right, then. You know, you're going to have to let me listen to the the voicemail. Eh, I'll check it when we're on our way. And so I, I take my, my dad's old gun, I strap it to my waist, uh, I pull on my, my trusty brown trench coat, and uh, hold the door open for her. She's like, uh, I'll go first, uh, and she walks out onto the landing. <laughs> You're making this too easy for me, sweetheart. <laughs> Beauty before brains, that's what I say. <laughs> okay, funny guy, let's go. And she's already going down the stairs, clop, clop, clop. Everyone's a critic. And then we go, you know, uh, 70s music, oh, saxophones. Yeah. And so we have a montage where you guys get in a cab, you go across town it's raining it's terrible mm-hmm. uh it's getting close to dark and you have no idea where she's taking you and your phones are blowing up it's it's the the police chief and it's basically anybody you've you've ever worked with that's that's a cop um is trying to text you or call you so is is any wanted then is that a joke? It's Fred Massey. You know Fred Massey. We're in the academy together. Come on. <laughs> all right. All right. 
I'm taking you to where they killed him. Okay. But you're a suspect in this. She gives you a level look like we don't need to talk about this in front of the cab kind of thing. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, then, uh, we will uh, conduct our professional interview uh, at a later time in which uh, professional courtesies are uh, extended. I don't know. You know your rights? You know your rights. I don't need to tell you. Anyway, let's get to the body. Hell yeah. So the montage continues. And I realized... I realized that uh, we didn't um, we didn't touch on li- uh, lines and veils for for new listeners. Um, if there's things that uh, uh, well, there's safety tools that are available for people to to have more fun playing to avoid certain tensions and things. So here we use lines and veils, and we use the X and the O card. Um, I'll go over lines and veils really quickly. Lines are things that you just simply don't want to interact with. You don't mm-hmm. want brought up in the run of play. And uh, veils are things that you don't mind being brought up, but you'd rather not see on camera, mm-hmm. basically. You don't want gory details, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Are there any that stand out that, that we should uh, stay away from? I think before we started, you mentioned fire? Uh, yeah, I just don't want to see anyone actively burning to death. I'm I'm okay with like charred corpses and whatnot. Uh, well, I mean, as okay as you can be. <laughs> I don't want to see one in real life, but right, the camera won't zoom in, so that's that's ve- that's a good veil. Uh, for me, lines are like um, probably slavery. That's usually one that I avoid. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, imprisonment can sometimes get a little nearby so but definitely slavery and then i don't think i have any really uh other ones um oh like graphic sexuality i that's a veil for me <laughs> yeah i don't think uh yeah i i don't want to role play that so yeah good one that's a good one <laughs> good deal good deal we'll talk about that off air yeah <laughs> So let's get back into it. You arrive at the busted factory. The The rain's let up a little bit. This place hasn't been an extant business in, in several years, it looks like. It looks like she's already popped the the security gate, and she left the chain like loosely around, but the lock is hanging free, um, and she waves her flashlight for, and for you to join her over there. All right, well, I'm going to pull out my uh, general uh, AI hacking device, kind of slap it onto my left forearm, pull up its little screen, and see if I can't find any security cameras or uh, video feeds that may may exist on the premises. All right, cool. So now people are going to see, if you're new to the show, uh, this is how Space Kings works. The, the player says, I'd like to do X... And then I, the, the judge or whatever, like says if which rule that'll, that'll work with. So I pick an attribute and a skill, and that's what the flip will be. And the way the flip works is everybody has their own 52 card deck plus two jokers. And based on how many dots they have in their attribute and their skill, they will flip that many cards 
and then they can add to it. You get one extra if you're uninjured, for example, which you start the game uninjured. Um, Because I don't want to be a dick to you like that. That would be rude. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You start the game with a broken leg. Sorry, bud. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I've done that yet. (laughs) So, um, but you, um, so you get plus one. So say you have brawn four, you have a skill two, and then you're uninjured. So you have seven cards. You flip these seven cards and let's see, I got, and then you count up anything from 10 through ace. So the 10 in the face cards and ace. So I have one, two, three successes. And if one of those is the queen of hearts, that's called a critical hit. You get more points added. So um, that's, I'm trying to think. Oh, and there's other ways to do it. There's drive and hero points. I'll mention those later. Okay. And I'm going to say you start with two hero points. Ooh. And so if you really want to make sure you do something well, you'll whip that out and that gets you two extra cards. Fun. So, and what I like to do in this, in these backstory episodes, because it's like a player's introduction to the game and the system, I'm going to give you one extra card for your first flip. So I have to tell you, I'm shuffling. I have to tell you an attribute and a skill. Let me check out the character sheet. So it'll be investigation, right? Mm -hmm. Or will it be, yeah, investigation and because you're here and you're doing it quickly, I'm going to say it's wit. Okay. So that's five plus one because I'm healthy. So six. Oh, and then if you Wait, wanted to give that. No, you have two wit, don't you? Don't you uh, oh, yeah, wit? I do have two wits. So seven. Seven. And then you're uninjured. So another one. So eight. Does your ultimate apply in this situation? Uh, no. My ultimate okay. uh, for sleuthing is if I am talking. I, when I'm talking to somebody and I know their name, yeah. So, eight cards to deal to me. Let's see what I got here. So that's one, two, three, four successes. Cool. Yeah, four successes tells you that not only is this building, does it have no internet, uh, nothing you can access, it also is being actively jammed somehow from within. So you can't even like if you if you come in from the outer wider net and you try to like find a way in, it just like frizzes out. There's no security cameras. Oh. Anything like that. <laughs> That's weird. No, not even any internet. Well. She gives you an impatient look. Look, you you got to set up the the foundation of your investigation first. I'm just crossing my I's and dotting my T's. You understand? Yes. Oh, and because you got four successes, I'm going to let you uh, kind of come up with anything that you might about the place because you weren't able to, like, get in, but the Internet's, like, next to it. You're able to, like, kind of filter out interesting information about the place. So I'll give you an old schematic. Okay. So you'll know like where to go. Like a basic what map the of the place. Yeah, what the what the buildings do inside the compound. Okay. And um you notice there's a tunnel between 
the building closest to you and the one farthest away near the dock. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I flip my collar up against the rain. I put my my hacking device back in my jacket. All right, let's go look at the body. Cool. And uh, this is Sunfit LLC. They used to make engines for yachts. Sunfit LLC. All right. If you need to find dossiers and shit, like that's all downloading okay. people in the company and stuff. Uh, what holding company owns the, the site and all that stuff. Uh, you notice that River has already gone through the gate and is walking between two buildings into the dark shadows. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. <laughs> Wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> she looks very like, hurry up. You know, she's hostile. All right, I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah, I trot on after her. Okay, you trot on after her. Um, do you have a flashlight, or are you just kind of working with hers? You know, I I brought one, um, but uh, I didn't check the batteries ahead of time, so it, it's just kind of... Uh, it's a vestigial device at this point. Oh, man. You bang it a few times, but it doesn't stay on. Yeah. So, all right. Like, I, I can flash things, like... Like a camera flash, but that's that's about it. I pull out my phone and I use my phone flashlight. You pull out your phone flashlight and you you aim that forward, and uh, and you see her just looking so annoyed. And she goes around the corner between uh, the smaller sort of like uh, main office and whatever big buildings behind it, some sort of warehouse. Okay, I'm I'm gonna take a look around real quick. Uh, not. Like, wander off, but just scan the area. Make sure that I'm, you know, taking in the whole, the whole of the building, if there's anything suspicious around. Cool. Yeah, give me another uh, investigation wit. All right. So that's seven this time. Uh, that's, oh, and I got a crit. Ah, hell yeah. Queen of Hearts plus uh, two other successes. So for a total total of nine successes. <laughs> Actually, I realized my, my order of operations was wrong. It's your charm times one plus the one for the success of the card. So it's four. Your charm is four. Okay. Um, plus what? Do you have any other successes? Uh. Yes, I've got uh, two other successes on top of the crit, uh, and then cool. my otherworldly uh, ultimate gives me a plus one to crit success. Oh my god, that's amazing. So yeah, that's seven. So uh, yeah, this you basically get to describe to me how you know where the where where Dark Shield is up in a window like up a few levels across through the warehouse so you'd either hear him see him through a window like oh that kind of thing all right well i see some i see some uh some muddy footprints 
leading down the corridor. Uh, I follow them, tracking with my cell phone flashlight to a, a metal grated staircase. I look upwards to see what's on the second level, and there's a catwalk that leads over to the next, to the other side of the building, uh, where there's an office. Um, kind of one of those second story offices that overlooks the warehouse. And looking down from the window is the silhouette of Dark Shield. Cool. So uh, you see, as you're peeking at that, you see, what's her name? River has gone the other way around the building. So you you could either keep going the way you're going and kind of connect with her on the other side of the building or try to follow her or something else. You could, I guess you could go after Dark Shield. Well, I know that he's spotted me, so... Uh, no sense in being stealthy now. I'm gonna yell. Wait, actually, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if he's actually spotted you. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. Oh man! So I'll need a, a stealth check from you. Ooh, okay. He got, he got three successes, so you need to beat three successes. All right, so I've got no points in sneaking, and I've got two in agility, if that... <laughs> so you're uninjured, so that'll be three. Oh, boy. Okay. So all face cards, please. Uh, oh, and I'll give you an extra one because you spotted him first. Oh, no. It's my first joker. Oh, shit. So you got a joker. What are your four cards? Did you get any successes? On top of the Joker, I got one success. Okay, so do you want to spend a hero point to try to get that up to three? Do you want to use your anti-boner to get rid of that guy? Nope, I want to see what happens. Okay, so yeah, you're skulking around behind. You look up the stairs. You get all the way up. You see his back. It's all silhouetted and shit. And you're trying to decide whether to keep going around the building, maybe go up the stairs, maybe go find River. And his head just snaps around his shoulder and he looks back down towards you and he spots you instantly. And then his cloak billows as he jumps inside the warehouse. <sighs> so, yeah, I shout out to, to River. He's here. He's going down into the warehouse. I'm going to get him. And so I just book it toward uh, toward where he is. Okay. Um, so if you go direct, you'll go up the stairs to the window. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You could probably get to the window by at the top of the stairs, kind of scrambling up on the wall to get up there. Um, or if the door is unlocked, you could go in the third floor door. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to try the door. I'm going to try my lock on the door. Cool. So you're hustling up the stairs. Are you trying, you're not trying to be quiet. No, no, I'm not trying to be quiet anymore. <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, you hear River in there shouting down, you think, on the ground floor across the building. And you get to the door, and it is definitely locked. Ah, beans. Well, um, uh, I, by habit, reach for my my hacking device, but then I remember there's no internet in here, and that won't do me any good. So, uh, there's not enough time to pick the lock, 
And I'm not going to risk kicking in the door. So I'll go back down to the second floor and jump through the window. Actually, the window he went through is up above this spot right here. You'd have to like clamber up on a shed and then kind of, you know, noir detective wall climb. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, that that sounds good to me. Let's uh, let's Blade Runner this shit. <laughs> okay, acrobatics, or I mean, athletics and agility. Oh no! All right, so that's three. <laughs> oh, you could also assist yourself with telekinesis. Ooh, yes, I think I will. Cool. So let's do a telekinesis agility. All right, so that's five. So and plus one because you're uninjured. Um, oh boy, that's two, three successes. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you, it gets a little hairy there for a second, but then you, you swing and you get both hands up and you kick your foot off a drain pipe and you, and you're through the window and you even manage to avoid getting cut on any broken glass. Ooh, that's lucky. Yeah, you look in and you see this is like a catwalky third, you know, kind of goes around three walls down into the warehouse, all sorts of machines and, you know, wreckage, Fallout 3, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and you see down in the middle between some some machines and stuff, you, th- you see somebody has fallen, um, but they're in shadow, so you can't see... Uh, you can't tell if it's River or somebody else. You see the the light of River's flashlight kind of off in the distance, not moving. Hmm. And Dark Shield is all the way to the right, like maybe 50 feet away from you on the second floor now. Ooh. His cloak billowing like he wants you to follow him. All right. I'm going to pull out my... Uh, inoperable revolver and point it at him and shout, freeze! Oh, God, what's he going to do? I'm going to make him do an empathy check. <laughs> okay, you're going you're gonna to have to do an, int- an intimidation. So what would that be? Persuasion presence or persuasion brawn? Ooh, I think presence personally. Okay, and I'll give you a plus one because you have a gun. Yeah. All right, so that's a total of uh, five. Did you get five successes? No, no, no. That's. Uh... Oh, <laughs> you cards. said. Uh, persuasion presence? Yeah, persuasion presence plus one and then plus okay. one because you're uninjured. All right, so that's a total of six. Oh, there's my second joker. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, let's see. Yeah, overall didn't do too great that time. Only got one success, so I'm going to let the joker slide. Um, okay, and you're not, you're not going to try to get uh, any more successes? You're just gonna let it ride. Nope, I am gonna spend uh, two drive points and try to get uh, get more out of this. 
That's one further success. Okay. Uh, you can use as much drive as you want. Use it one at a time, so you don't have to use more. If you, uh, it, you know, use it one at a time. Hero points. It's you can use one, and it gives you two more flips. Hmm. Okay, I'll use a hero point. All right, so total of three successes and a joker. Okay, and you are going to keep the joker. Yeah, yeah, going to okay. keep the joker. <laughs> he looks back up at you. Um, he's got a mask, but you can see the whites of his eyes. They kind of widen a little bit. And then he like shakes his head, and you hear him scoff, and he goes around another big machine, and you just see the edge of his cloak as he flutters away. Oh, man. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to go over to the body. Okay, you hustle down there. Um, are you going straight there, or are you like going from cover to cover? I'm going to go straight there. Uh, I don't know if he's got a gun yet, so I'm just going to go straight there, and if he tries to shoot at me, uh, I'll, I'll pray for luck, and then dip, duck, dodge, <laughs> dive, and dodge. Oh, okay, I forgot to tell you, uh, Dark Shield hasn't been active long, and you guys don't know who they are, so um, there's not a lot of information on them. Um, however... They don't seem to kill anyone but their target, even though they've been spotted by people before. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, that kind of gives you a little like, ah, maybe I'll wait till I see a gun before I Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Get too freaked out. Um Yeah, so you run down there, you go down all these stairs, and you finally get around behind the thing, and you see it's not River, it's Fred Massey. And he is just crumpled. He's been like, his chest looks like all jacked up. Yeah. Looks like there's a line on his neck where maybe something metal cracked against it. Uh, and his fingers are clutched in such a way that maybe he was trying to pull something off of himself. Uh, uh, his, uh, his weapon is off a few feet away and it's a service revolver. And he's an active duty officer. Okay. Uh, oh boy, that gun would be really useful right now, but I'm not going to mess with the crime scene. Instead. Hey, you hear a squeaking at your right foot. Ha! Uh, I, I look down and I kind of like lift, lift my foot up and I, I make a, <laughs> a very, a very manly like, ha! A huge rat runs by. Oh, shit! It looks at you really quick and then takes off. Get out of here! I kind of kick uselessly at it. And then uh, <laughs> I, I start to run uh, after uh, where I suspect uh, Dark Shield has gone. Okay, nice. Um, so, and again, you're not stealthing. You're just trying to run and intercept yeah, I'm just trying to catch up with him. Okay, as you run in them. that direction, you hear sirens start coming really close, and you hear a chopper like coming in over the water. Uh oh. Uh, hey, River, it's time to go. 
No response. River. It is not time for games, sweetheart. It's time to go. <laughs> ah, shit. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do I? Rem- I remember where her flashlight was in relation to the rest of the building, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna make my way over there. Okay. Are you like going backwards so you can see where you think Dark Shield is, or are you just turning and going for it? <sighs> uh, you know. Hank is a, a practical guy. He's uh, he knows when when the jig's up. Dark Shield's gotten away this time. It's time to gather up his allies and get home. Cool. You you come upon the flashlight. It's just laying there, and next to it is what looks like a a metal suitcase. It's open. It's got like that puffy stuff inside it, and there's a a depression in it that looks like it might be the size of a softball or maybe a little larger. Uh, but whatever was in there, it's not there. Oh. Interesting. Well, all right. I take a picture of it on my phone. Okay. As you take a picture of it with your phone, you hear a whimpering. Like, from where you thought Dark Shield was going, sort of like uh, that kind of thing. Like a dog or like a person? Definitely a person. And the rain is picked up and it's like loud, so it's hard to pick out uh, whether it's a man or a woman or, you know, young, old. Ugh, this. You know what? I shouldn't have worn my good shoes. This was not a good choice for me. Alligator is not a good running shoe. <laughs> This is more for making an impression. All right. Well, this lady's got me running all over a warehouse in the rain. My good shoes. I'm just muttering to myself as I trot over to where the uh, the sound is coming from, keeping my my hand on my uh, prop gun, basically, just in case somebody shows up. So, uh, who's doing the whimpering? All right. You come around between two boxes and you see someone in a a pale trench coat, uh, and a suit stretched out along the ground. They are like reaching for a handgun a few feet away from, or more like 20 feet away from them in this big open area. And then above the area where the, the gun is, is a second floor window and rain and it's like sleet now. So you could see like, it's like little bits and stuff and it's getting really cold over here and it's the water's pooling up around this gentleman. Hmm. And up there on that second window is dark shield squatting, looking down at you and this, this person. And you realize there's a badge on the trench coat and it's commissioner Easton. Oh, come on. The police commissioner. All right, well. You notice Dark Shield is holding a police issue shotgun. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to duck behind a box and kind of like poke my head out. And, hey, Kamish, can you, can you move? 
you hear him go, uh, who's that? Is that Panjara? Nah, River. nah. River, what? Who are nah, you? Nah, it's it's me. I'm it's Hank Harrison. I'm I'm a I'm a private dick. Harrison. Yeah, that's uh, I just said that. This this clown got Fred Massey. Yeah, I, Take I, him I out. saw him. I saw him. He's back. There. I don't have a gun. Dang, my gun's over. Over there, you could get to it. Uh, you see Dark Shield kind of slowly turning the shotgun in in Easton's direction, but he hasn't like aimed it yet. And uh, you realize Dark Shield's mask, it was just like a cloth bandana or something. It's sort of slipping down. Um, and you recognize your old friend Selden Tim's. He was a good cop. He left the force in disgrace uh, after his girlfriend was killed because he was telling everyone it was dirty cops that did it. Oh, Tim's. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I'm going to run real quick, pick up, and I'm going to leap and pick up the commissioner's service gun, and then from my belly... I'm gonna aim it up at at Tim's. I get it. Drop it, Tim's. He looks really sad, uh, but he doesn't aim it at either of you. Tim's, I don't know what business you got yourself all mixed up in, but this is not worth it. All right. Why don't you put the gun down? Come on down to me. I'll see what I can do about. Getting you some good treatment, huh? He turns and tosses the gun down onto some boxes just inside the wall and then drops out of sight. <sighs> All right, so I, uh, I pop up and I run toward the wall. Uh, can I climb it? Yeah. All yeah right. Give me a climb. All right. Do you grab the shotgun on your way up? Uh, no, it's just going to slow me down. So, so give me uh, uh, a... There's rain everywhere, so I'm going to make this more uh, of a strain. It's going to be brawn and athletics. Oof. All right, so that's four cards. That's one success. I'm gonna use <laughs> I'm gonna use my second hero point. Oh yeah, because I want to catch this guy. Oh come on! All right, so I'm gonna use my last two points of drive, and I'm gonna get Bupkis. All right, so that's two total successes. <laughs> you make it to the top of the window. No shit. You're there. You you uh you see down um Dark Shield is running across the the open space towards the edge of the dock and but he's right out in the open. You see a chopper coming and its searchlights are almost to him and you hear Easton behind you go Harrison What? Do you look back at him? No, I I take a bead on on Tim's. 
I aim my gun at him. I'm gonna aim for his legs. So, cause I don't want him jumping off into the into the ocean. I also don't want the chopper to see him because they might shoot him dead. This is the only way. You're going to bring him down. So I take real careful aim. So this will be firearms and agility. And I squeeze. And I'll give you plus one because you're doing a careful aim. And then plus one because I'm healthy. So that's a total of six. Come on. One success. One success. And I've got nothing left. You got nothing left. Oh, shit. You hear River back inside the building. You get him? I, I squeeze the trigger, and I'm startled by the gun. Pop! Uh, it seems to ring in my ears with the rain. Do you answer River? She says, did you get him? I realize that after the gun has gone off, I closed my eyes because I didn't want to see. <laughs> you open up your eyes and you see he's still running. The chopper's lights are sweeping over him, and he's diving into the ocean. So I, I heave a sigh of regret and also relief, and then I kind of bury it down beneath this thin veil of uh, manufactured machismo. I straighten up. I flick up my collar again. Nah, I missed him. He got away. Easton says, take him out. And River shoots you with the shotgun. What? You had like started to turn and look back at them and it hits you full in the side of the chest and you go flying out. And as you look around, a fucking hole in space opens up. And you just tumble on through. Oh, shit. Well, this is it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like my ma said. I was good. That's, that's how my ma said I was going to go out. I was going to get shot in the chest by a girl I wanted to bang and fall off of the edge of the universe. That's exactly what she said every night before I went to bed. Uh, just goes to show you can... You, Listen to your ma. So the, the impact never comes and you realize you're just sort of sprawled out on the floor of a, a basic kind of white painted walls office with sort of light gray linoleum. There's a, there's a table and a couple of chairs and, and you're just sitting there on the ground in a, in a fresh, like a recently cleaned gray suit um yeah what do you want to do well i sit up i look around there's a guy at the end of the table drinking coffee and reading a paper 
Uh, well, I'm going to... These are not my clothes, so I'm going to look. Do I still have my alligator shoes on? Nah, they're just boring black shoes. Son of a bitch. Decently polished, you know. No cell phone, no wallet. My trench coat. No trench coat. And you're not wet, surprisingly. Or cold. Oh, shit. Well, this is it. And this is purgatory. Ha. The guy looks up at you and does that thing where you don't turn your head up all the way. You just kind of look over your glasses. He's got thick glasses and uh, he's like a big, beefy, older dude with like thinning hair and going gray. Grizzled. Hey, don't mind me, Mac. I'm the new arrival. Got shot in the chest. That was less than pleasant. I'm looking around at all the, I'm assuming, bland white walls. You know, I didn't go to mass as much as I should have. Should have listened to my mom more. Smoked less. Been with fewer loose women. Maybe shouldn't have drank so much. He's completely uninterested in what you're saying and just kind of waves at the folding chair. I didn't think I'd go to heaven, that's for sure, but, you know. I, I kind of, like, pull pull out a chair. Yeah? Hank Harrison. Yeah, that's me. Call me Mr. White. It's not my name, but we go with code names in this department. Oh, that's okay. You're, uh... You're like St. Peter, right? You to make sure I get to where I'm going? Ah. And he points towards a spiral-bound uh, notebook open on the middle of the table. Uh, he says, you can pick your own or look through the book. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, I look through the book. What's What's in there? Okay, you see it's like a guest book. There's a stubby pencil next to it. Um, there's a spot for your name. And then you see a loose scrap of paper with a list of code names on it. Um, right. So here's where we could do bits, or you could just come up with a cool code name. <laughs> right, well, um, yeah, I don't want to go by any like code names, but... I suppose if I had to choose one, let's go with the classic. I'm going to go by the Artful Dodger. Eh. <laughs> so you, you write that in the guest book. Um, so Mr. White, as soon as you've done that, he folds up his paper, sets it down, and goes to the door and leaves the room. Okay. There's two doors. He goes through one of them. Do I see anything through the door when he goes? Uh, just boring walls. Mm. Does it look like he wants me to follow him? <laughs> he didn't leave the door ajar, but you don't know what it means. Uh, did he leave his paper? Mm-hmm. What's it say? Any headlines? Uh, yeah, they're very strange. They're, it's similar to Earth stuff, but it's like everything's a little off. Like instead of the Yankees, it's the 
dandies, you know, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Also, there was a giant lizard that attacked uh, New Jersey, Atlantic uh, City. Okay, well, at least that's So you normal. don't know if it's a joke paper or something. <laughs> but it's quite thick for a joke paper. Alright, well... I am a curious individual by nature. So, I am gonna... I don't want to get in trouble... Any more trouble that I'm already in. So, I'm going to look through the door that he didn't go through first. I'm not going to go through it. I'm just going to open it and give it a little peek. Okay, you open that bad boy and it's just sort of a dimly lit dull highway or hallway that goes on for at least 200 feet until it turns into darkness. Okay, that's a non-starter. Um, so, so I, I kind of, I shut, I shut that door and shuffle over to the other door. I open that one and I give that one a little peeky poo. Okay. You see a gentleman walking towards you. Um, this is a much more brightly lit hallway. You see, even at the end where it, it has a T there's like a little end table with some flowers on it and. And what looks like another guest book, like you might see in a, a like a nursing home. And he's walking towards you. He's he's kind of short. He's balding, um, much much thinner glasses, and he's got all sorts of folders and papers hold, that he's holding. And he's also like trying to drink out of a cup of coffee. And then he realizes you're there, and he looks up at you. Uh, I swallow deeply and put on that that manufactured machismo again. Hey, Jack, you need some help with that? Uh, he sort of looks quizzically, and then you see the strangest creature you've ever seen in your life come around the corner. Um, it it looks like a cross between a raccoon and a cat, and maybe a dog. It's got a curly tail, kind of like a pig, but it's long, and it's got bands like a, a tiger in places, and then it has these uh, sort of rings around its eyes. So it's like it's like a pet meerkat, almost like except like the size of a raccoon. Whoa! And it's following it's following uh, this gentleman, and then when he sees you, he kind of sits back up on his haunches. Uh, the guy, the guy has kind of a weedy voice. He says, "Oh, hi, uh, Mister." Um, and he's flipping, like he's looking at his folder. What's your code name? He tries to stroll past you into the room. Well, I, I like when I see the 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 fuzzy thing. Like, whoa, whoa! What's going on with the fucking weird lemur? Oh, that that's Oi. He works here, I guess. And Oi gives a like a, a like sharp nod, like I'm cool, kind of. Yes, I'm proud of my station. Aha! Uh-huh. I give him like a little, little half bow nod. Like, all right, yeah, I acknowledge <laughs> you. So, uh, what, what's? Yeah, they uh, they told me to choose a code name. I went with the Artful Dodger. 
Oh, okay, that's good. You write it in the guest book, and he goes and he sets all his stuff down, and he and he turns the guest book around and and looks at it and nods and writes something in his in his file. The creature comes in, walks, jumps onto the seat you were sitting in, sort of sits up there, and surveys the area, and then leans forward and looks at the guest book, and then he looks back up at you, and he scratches his noggin with one like long. Like, what's that creature that has an extra long finger? Is that a type of lemur? Uh, yeah, it's an eye-eye. Eye-eye. So he has one of that that situation. He scratches his forehead, and he looks like kind of a dumb human. Creepy. And then he gives you a look like, uh, what's next? So uh, what's what's going on here? You like uh, my right to counsel? You a public defender for heaven? Like, what's what's going on here? Oh, oh, I see. Oh, okay, I understand. This isn't heaven. Well, no, I know. I wasn't expecting it to be, but, you know, it's like, how how long do I have to serve in purgatory before I get there is mainly my question. Oh, geez. Uh, I, we don't get these a lot. Uh, I have a video here and he, he pulls a video like it's a big Betamax tape out of his stack of stuff. And he goes over to this AV unit in the wall and he like shoves it in and fiddles with some, some knobs and stuff. And then a video turns on and it goes boink, 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 like a, like one of those three, two, one things. Yeah. And then you see it's uh, just a square of somebody's office, but like, like they cleared away the potted plant. So it kind of looks like where you'd have a press conference and uh, there's a flag. And then you see somebody come into frame and she's uh, an attractive lady, maybe late sixties, grayish hair, but like a whole bunch of it really like, thick and curly and kinky and she's in some sort of military style uniform with uh with an insignia you don't recognize on the chest on the lapel there and she says hello i'm general moana and we are the keepers of the beam you've been brought to us because we need your help uh, I go rooting through my, my jacket pockets, looking for my pack of cigarettes. And upon realizing that it's not there, I, I turn to Oi. Hey, 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 Mac. Hey, you got any cigarettes? <laughs> he looks at you like like a little bit longer, you know, a dog that like doesn't want to give you exactly what it wants right away because it wants you to be extra pleased and then it nods really heavy and then jumps off the table runs to a cabinet opens it up and pulls out a tray with a basket on it and all your loot is in there including your clothes and everything and it and it climbs up on the side of it and points down at it really frantically and nods its head excitedly oh good man thank you the video has kept going. Um, it says, uh, our, your world is in serious trouble. In fact, all of our worlds are. The keepers of the beam are trying to save all universes. The enemy, 
They have many names. Oh, do you want to do anything while while this is going on? Yeah, I'm doing it. Ugh, stupid thing won't light. <laughs> All right, oh, shit. The creature comes up with some matches and lights it before you you can get your lighter to go. Ah, oh, thank you. This is some this is some genuine hospitality. Thank you. I take a long drag and I kind of lean back and I, I pay more attention to the to the screen again. Nice. So apparently she's stood up and has gone over to a map and and there's what looks like a circle in the center of the map. It's like a, a big blanket or a sheet that they've like painted on. And there's so it looks like a little cylinder or tower in the middle. And then there's these um, six beams that crisscross it in sort of a star pattern. And there's like a circle at the end of each one of them opposite. And there's words and stuff along it. And she she points at one of them with a uh, a hawk icon like at the far end. And she says, the enemy, they have many names, is trying to infiltrate our group, seating agents in our ranks to serve their agenda. We'd like you to find these people and find out what they're planning. Thank you. We're glad to have you on board. The nerdy guy switches it off and uh, he looks at you like, like he's about to give a little speech, but he gives you a chance to do whatever. Well, I take a long contemplative drag from my cigarette. I look at him. I look at Oi. I realize I never asked if it's okay to smoke in here. <clears throat> but I think. Oh yeah, that's fine. All right, that's that's good. First, first things first. After all, don't want to make any offense. Uh, okay. So I might take it that this is some kind of, uh, alternate dimension sort of situation. I've been, uh, pulled from the fabric reality and have been deposited into this, uh, sort of, uh, interstitial realm. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And now you just want me to, to root out some uh, some spies that have been taken? Yes, we. I, it's, it's hard to get into exactly how we found you and how we chose you. I don't, they don't tell me everything. I'm Ponders, by the way, uh, Stan Ponders. Um, and he's fuddling around for files and he, and he hands you a, a file and it's... Um, it's one of those ones that you like have to undo and like dump out stuff. Like it's a manila folder, that kind of thing. And he says, oh, um, okay. so our plan is to deliver you to the rendezvous point uh, from where you'll make contact. And um, this is really important. Trust no one. Investigate everything. When you need to report, use this, and he shows you one of the things in the notebook, is a small black book, like a like a cop or a journalist might use, that flips over the top, you know? And there's a there's a pen that, that slots into a holder. Yeah. It's like a nice gold ballpoint type thing. Ah, spared no expense, I see. And he says, write in it, and we'll be able to see it. 
Likewise, if we send you a message, that you'll be able to read it. All right. Now, uh, be warned that I am a bit of a, a fastidious note taker, so there might be uh, quite a bit to sort through. Oh, oh, sure, sure. We have uh, we have data entry people, so we'll be able to get that uh, into a, our database and and use that to to help you. So that's good. Or you can have a, a there's an extra notebook in there if you. Just, you know, for your notes. Um. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, just in case I get the notebooks mess mixed up, I do on occasion, uh, when I'm bored, make little uh, lewd illustrations. Um, so if that winds up in your, your message box, I'm sorry. That was, I got my books mixed up. Okay, I'll, I'll put a note in the file of possible lewd drawings. Uh, okay, uh, moving on. Uh, your group will be looking for the path uh, to the next beam, uh, to the next break in the beam, and the next sacred treasure. Uh, we can't say exactly what it is, uh, but they assure me you'll know it when you see it. Okay. Uh, do you have any questions? If not, we'll send you on your way. Well, uh, a number, really. Um, you see, my understanding of uh, quantum mechanics isn't uh, quite as sharp as it used to be. But as I understand it, uh, shouldn't I be all a bunch of uh, subatomic mush right now? Like, how did you get me here? This is, uh, this is some next-level uh, reality-bending fuckery that you got going on. You know what? Actually, that sounds way too complicated for me. Uh, let's let's just uh, we'll, we'll suspend disbelief on this one. Well, we do have a research team. Uh, uh, Doctor Jones does a lot of reports on things we collect, and I think uh, there may be one about how we find people and bring them to us. I don't know the specifics. Um, I'm sure there's a file around here somewhere, and he's, like, going through drawers. Uh, uh, don't give yourself an aneurysm. It's not that important. I'm already here. And to be quite honest with you, the last place I was, they tried to shoot me with a shotgun. So it's not like I'm in a big rush to get back. Um, oh, oh, well, I, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> I have my good suit on and my trusty uh, brown trench coat. It was... Uh, you know, it was a hand-me-down from my father. He was in the war, you know. Oh, but oh okay. Uh, you know, regardless. Regardless? Oh, yeah, it's just how I end sentences sometimes, because I don't know, always know what to say next. Oh, 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 okay. Well, uh, uh, if you're ready to go, that, and he points to the, the door you looked through before, the really long hallway. And Oi points that direction, too. Alright. Alright, well, I root through my personal effects. I pull out my handkerchief, I spit in it, I put out my cigarette in the spit, and then fold the whole, the whole thing up and put it into my, my uh, butt pocket. Alright, well... Uh, Oi makes a face. 
Hey, don't judge. You're, you've got a tail. <laughs> yeah, Stan points at the door. Um, someone opens it from the other side, but you can't see who it is. Um, well, look, uh, I appreciate the new suit and everything, but these shoes, they gotta go. So give me just a moment. I'm going to put on my actual shoes. <laughs> so we, we have an awkward goodbye where you're futzing with your shoes and he's yeah. trying to organize his stuff to leave as well. And he's Whoa, like, Hey, careful, man. These yes. cigarettes are rare. They're, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> I pull all my stuff up and I put on my trench coat and put all my stuff in my pockets. All right. Now, uh, Without any further ado, I guess, uh, again, goodbye, I guess. Ah, yeah, goodbye. Uh, good, good luck. We'll, we'll be in touch, I guess. Um, yeah, with the notebook thing. All right. Yeah. Bye. Hey, well, hey, hang on. One, one last question. Huh? Uh, which which door do I go through? Oh, that that one uh, uh, that just opened. That's it. Just that one. There's nothing. Just go through there. There's nothing in in the. Okay. Just keep walking. You'll get there eventually. Great. That's really reassuring. <laughs> All right. Well salutations and whatnot and uh i with a sense of significance close the door behind me very nice so as you close it do you close it behind you like walking down the hall or do you like watch it as you close it uh i close it behind me as i walk down the hall very cool. So you're walking in, you see this really brightly lit long hallway, and it, and instead of going around a bend at the end, it's just the brilliant white light. And as the door shuts, suddenly gravity seems to have shifted like 90 degrees. So instead of standing, you're just following, falling straight forward into the light. <laughs> it goes on for a silly amount of time. Hell, <laughs> Mary, full of grace, mother of God. Uh, I'll forget the rest. Shit. Uh, no, forget that part. Uh... So give me one last scream before you hit the ground. <laughs> you awake beside a dead soldier, a desiccated bubbling octopode of indeterminate size or weight stretched over and across him. Oh, shit. Um, uh, I pull out my dad's service revolver. Uh, the one that's broken. I point it mm -hmm. at, the, at the octopus and just stay back. Oh, it's long dead. It's like shriveled up. 
That's yeah. why you can't tell like how big it's supposed to be because it's been dead for a long time. Yeah. I kind of poke it with the barrel of the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. Around you, you realize you're in like the side of a, a muddy kind of uh, washout between two muddy hills. It's all like around. there's boot prints and shit all around. <sighs> like, like somebody was using this in a war. And it's then that you hear shelling and you see flares going off in this dark night sky that's not quite totally dark. It's like purplish. Jesus, I really take calamari night to the next level here. All right. Um. <laughs> These fuckers eat you. <laughs> it's like in Soviet Russia, you know. <laughs> A- anyway, um, look at me. I'm cracking wise to myself. I need to find some people to be friendly with real quick. And uh, I make my way. Um, in a direction. Which direction looks the most not deadly? Um, hard to say. You're, you're, you see the tops of trenches off in the distance, and there's barbed wire and all that jazz. Here, you're just like between two bumps in the dirt. So, like, you think there might be a trench just over the line? Oh, uh, or it might be a machine a gun bitch. emplacement. It, it's very World War One y here. Oh, son of a bitch. Is it muddy? Uh-huh. And you it's now that you're noticing as the flares go off and shells go off, you notice like tons of bodies sprawled out in all directions. And then some shadows are moving. God. I hear a few shots ring out. Damn it. I had to put on my good shoes again for this. Ugh. Getting all- you see a gold cross on a gold chain just kind of hanging out of the soldier's uh, collar. Oh. All right. Um, yeah, there are more important things in my shoes, I guess. I cross myself and... Uh, sorry, Mac. Bad luck. Uh, okay. Um, I, I write in the book, where do I go? <laughs> No one answers. Fat lot of good this book does. All right. Well, um, I guess let's go down the trench, see if I can't find somebody who looks like they're in charge. Nice. Okay. So I assume you like lean over and peek up over the rise. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I've seen movies. As- I know that's a bad idea. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Are you just going to run and jump or no. are you going to like. No, I'm going to peek. Up? I just gotta like hype myself up for it real quick though. Like <laughs> Alright, so it's now that you realize why there's just a random bump in a battlefield, and it turns out it's the edge of a massive crater. Oh. And um as you're inspecting this huge smoking crater, you realize uh like you're say you're on the west side of the crater, on the south side of the crater, there's a a, like a trench leading down with stairs um, into the hillside, sort of edge of the quake area, the crater area. And you just catch a glimpse of a uh, young blonde woman carrying a what looks like a croquet mallet 
and with a, a sort of wide hat on her head is like kind of holding it down over her face and running down the stairs and the rain is starting to start up again and it's sizzling everywhere it hits the ground oh shit well uh yeah i'm gonna follow her <laughs> a shot rings out near your head okay so i duck and yeah i'm gonna follow her expeditiously very nice so that's it you did it hooray <laughs> <laughs> Oh, give us a little noir uh, talking to yourself before we go out. This has been a hell of a day. I started off worrying about rent, and now I'm in a war zone on a different realm. What a day. And the rain has never fucking stopped. Gotta get me some new shoes. I had some new shoes, but then I threw them away for these good shoes. You find a shoe cleaner, like a shoe shine boy. They have those in this world. I guess we'll find out. Regardless, I hope this dame that I'm chasing after is uh, less uh, trigger happy than the last one I took a job from. Again, I guess we'll find out. That was beautiful. So good. <laughs> So how'd I do? <laughs> that was magical. I loved every second of it. I loved that yeah. uh, I, I wrote in a femme fatale, but because it like this is the last scene of the movie, you know, the shit with Dark Shield, that like we didn't get mm -hmm. any of her like uh, setup. All you got was her shooting at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was a fun one. Um. Yeah, yeah. I made a friend of yours, the bad guy. So there's, there's some potential there for character stuff. Oh, this is the part of the sh uh, show where we award hero points. We we pick somebody to have the anti boner next time. Uh, nice. Which doesn't apply, obviously, in this case. Yeah. And then we we talk about something we liked that somebody did. And then maybe talk about our wishes for upcoming stuff. So was there anything you really liked? Uh, any moment of uh, role-playing thing? <laughs> I, I really liked the, uh, the office setting in the, the, the interliminal um, or in the liminal space between worlds. Um, that just kind of like, well, I, I imagined elevator music like some some muzak going on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh over some like grainy speakers and um like the weird ii lemur guy oi oh yes uh i i liked him um and then all the stuff with the uh the the noir world was really well done cool uh, yeah i i am extremely intrigued to figure out where the hell I am and what the <laughs> hell is going on. Um, also, I'm, I'm glad that I landed on an accent. Uh, it turned out a yes. bit more New England than I figured it would be, but I'm okay with New England. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. For the listeners, Seth is great with the voices. Uh, just one more trick in the DM's toolbox. 
toolkit <laughs> trick trick in the the chest i don't know it's yeah. like magic <laughs> it's an illusion podcasting it's like magic <laughs> but for your ears <laughs> ear magic well this has been magical i i would like to say that I was hoping that the moment where you realized Dark Shield was your friend and that you didn't want to kill him and that maybe by shooting him in the leg it would like work out better. I thought that was like oh, there was a lot of tension there that that uh, is relevant to now like in terms of cops and the shit they get up to and and yeah, you know, these two ex-cops like having to figure it out and what's going to happen next for both of them. Yeah. Finding themselves on opposite sides of the law and like our relationship to each other, as opposed to our relationship to society and the rules that judge it. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, it's good. I would like to find out if Hank has a family or, or kids or pets back home. That's a thing that comes up sometimes on the show. Is who was left behind. I imagine he does. Uh, well, he's uh, he's got a cat called Snickers. <laughs> and Snickers isn't really... It's not his cat. It is his cat, but it's it's more like an alley tomcat that he feeds sometimes. Um, but yeah, I figure he's got an ex-wife that he doesn't have a good relationship with. Um, you know, his mom's probably dead. His dad's a drunk. Um you know, all, all the tropes, all the tropes of a hard-boiled detective. <laughs> so you, maybe you'll miss your dead dad, or I mean, drunk dad at some point, or maybe you'll uh, be reunited at some point. Um, yeah. I like a detective that has access to like a little cyber tech. That's fun. And um, yeah, I like your, your straight ahead approach. If you get spotted, just fucking take your lumps and go deal with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I figure if there's any, any time to, uh, to take your lumps, you should, unless it's too much, in which case definitely like, I want to save my get out of jail free card to when I really need to get out of jail. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, uh, game wise, give yourself two hero points and, um, I'm going to say, in addition to the notebook, they also gave you a stick of exploding gum. Oh, my. Exploding gum? Yeah. How James Bond? So there's a little detonator in the base of the pack that um, will set off all the sticks of gum. So it's there's we'll say there's four in the pack, but, like, there should be eight. But like you know, the rest of it is the mechanism. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, what did you think of the system? How did you feel about the mechanics? I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was really, uh, really intuitive, easy to use. Um, I didn't feel like I was doing too much math by uh, adding up my bonuses and such. Um, and it was really novel finding uh, or using playing cards. Um, 
which I feel like is a very underutilized uh, gaming set uh, that almost everybody has in their house. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Kevin had a real, some really great ideas about economy and it doesn't take too long to get into it. And like it moves along. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, very nimble system. Um, combining attributes and skills is, uh, <laughs> incredible. Like the, <laughs> It's it's one of those like you see it and then you think to yourself, how has nobody thought of this before? Right? It, there's a bit of it in Shattered Worlds, my my system that we just come to every once in a while, but like it wasn't designed that way to use different attributes for for the same skill. Um, this it's designed ground up. Like this is just part of it. Sometimes you'll get a really wacky. A uh, combination of attribute and skill. Like one time I decided that something was totally spirit. So it was just double presence. Like, <laughs> you know, it just, we can go off the board. Like it's, it's, it's a wild, uh, wild options. Like what did I, I think we had one that was a brawn athletics or, or agility athletics. There was one weird one. Yeah. There's always one weird one per, Per, uh, episode um, I'm really interested to see uh, what would be something like brawn investigation like, right <laughs> <laughs> beat it out of a guy oh uh, yeah I suppose that would be it yeah uh, this is a brawn investigation <laughs> oh man but yeah no this this was a lot of fun uh, I'm looking forward to uh, meeting the other players and uh, uh going along with the story this is this is good i'm excited i am too this is great um april who's also in our D group uh is, has made a character and is probably gonna join us as well so i can't wait to Ooh. add a couple new players um to an existing storyline i'm having so much fun with this show and i think people are going to love you seth i already did uh but but you're you're just great at this, and I'm really excited to, to to imagine your funny faces on the radio as your character grapples with existence and and life and death and all that stuff. Oh yeah, it'd be a great time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for being on. Um, is there anything else? Anything you want to say to the to the universe? Um, I guess, uh, support black owned businesses, um, and, uh, be good to each other. Yes. Both very good. Very good. Mm. Folks, uh, if you want to get involved, go to the website warforthetower.com. Send us an email warforthetower at gmail.com. We have a Discord server. We'd love to meet you, maybe make a character. Um, we're going to do, we might do play-by-posts there on the server. Uh, so many options, um, but whatever you do, keep coming back. Uh, the story doesn't work without you, so thank you, listener. Dear readers, 
Come back next time. We'll find out what the hell that howling is down the hallway. By the way, Seth, there's something howling in the hallway. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, man. You're the best. Uh, Goodbye. a special project of the Trap Society and Colossus Media Group. Our theme song is Morgana Rides by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Send us an email at warforthetower at gmail.com. Stay weird, everybody. No, I'm trying to think of something to happen next. (laughs) Hey, let's cut that part out, huh? That's a bit misogynistic. (laughs) Special thanks to Kevin Cole, the maker of Space Kings, for letting us use the Space Kings system to, to make this show. It's pretty cool. Space Kings.